0: (laughs)
1: welcome back everybody it is good to have the full team here we are going to be having a fantastically fun haunted halloween episode with all kinds of spooky topics to talk about. I don't know. It might scare some people, but we'll find out. So our first scary topic we're going to jump into right now. Skeff was not here on our previous episode that was cut into two episodes because it was so incredibly long, and that was talking about money. (laughs) So we had an episode. Yeah, I know. Scary. (laughs) That's my favorite thing. (laughs) So we talked about the secondary market in length, and just the takeaway the tldr if you haven't listened to those episodes is the market right now is really high the hype oh. around the game is really hot and oh. unless you're a collector you you can definitely wait on the cards because those cards will be in the first set minus the d23 stamp and potentially the foiling so getting your hands on those specific cards is not impossible The only reason why you would want the D23 cards is because you want to collect, you know, a piece of history or a part of the first set or you have a lot of expendable cash, whatever. But unfortunately, Skeff was out, you know, saving the world and reading comic books. So what are your thoughts on the secondary market? Just kind of in a nutshell, you know, we were talking about how we, you know, where we think Mickey and the six D23 cards will be in the next one to two years in terms of price point. And then, of course, you know, if someone's listening, do they need to buy those cards right now to participate in Lorcana? All
2: right. So I am not a financial advisor, but you should go buy them all. I'm just kidding. Oh, uh, wow. Is, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just a kidding. scary or a, answer. Or am I am I kidding? <laughs> am I kidding? You'll never know which is the scary part of this Halloween episode. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. Uh, but real serious talk. It is currently Saturday. I'm currently watching an eBay auction where a PSA 10 of the phenomenal Cruella de with 14 minutes left is sitting at $1,418. Let me repeat that for you one more time. The probably least popular of the six cards that are out right now is going for $1,400 in a PSA 10, followed by the Mickey... Taylor card at a PSA 10 with 22 minutes left sitting at $1,875 with 42 bids. Now, listen, people, the secondary market for these cards right now uh, make no sense. As Sugi pointed out, these cards are going to be re-released into the normal sets. But if you do want the card that started it all and you believe long term, these are going to be the cards. These will be the grails. These will be the cards of this, this game stands stands for the next three or four years, these are the cards yet. Because I do believe, does anybody here on the, ch- the chat know how many of those special edition packages were available at D23? The uh 900.
1: Yeah, they claimed it was 300 per day.
2: A day, yeah. Okay. So you're saying that these cards have a print run. Now, not all of them are going to be PSA 10s, but there is a 900 print run on each individual card. Uh, in my terms, that is a very tiny print run for I do believe the demand and audience this game will be bringing. So if I were you, I'd definitely put those Lorna cards on your eBay watch list to keep an eye on this market because that is going to tell you how healthy that secondary market is going to be for when the game actually does re-release.
1: So long-term, let's say it's 2024, 2025. Do you think that those cards are going to still be as expensive as they are right now in the big hot hype center that Lorcana is, you know, looking at some people are seeing those six cards selling for $8,000. Do you still think Correct. in two years... They're going to be going for that much. Or do you think they're going to drop or stay where they are? What do you think?
2: I want to say that if I believe the game has a backing, let's say 2024, that's two years from now. If this becomes the third most popular card game, yeah, those prices will be the same, if not more. Like if this follows in suit of like Magic, Pokemon, and then this, yeah, good luck on those price points, mate.
3: So me and Skiff are on one side. And Sugi and Jason on the other, just for the record.
2: Okay, good. I'm
3: glad I could be on
2: that deciding factor of that one. But it is it, it. a fascinating Shut thing up. at the end of the
3: day, right?
2: But it is a fascinating thing. So for me, everything I do is secondary market, right? So learning these valuations. Guys, we're, quote, unquote, in a, like, down-trending market for collectibles. Sports yeah. cards are down. Comic yeah. books are down. Magic is down. These are doing all-time highs. So that means somebody out there believes in these cards. And if these are doing this now in a down market... What happens when the game comes out and it's bonkers you know what i mean like sure the cards could go down but will they go back down to like i don't know you're looking like a thousand dollars for the sixth set like it's just it's hard to imagine that happening with right now if the game comes out and it's dead then yeah they're probably not gonna Mm -hmm. make it but if the game comes out and it's actually like good and decent and like it's playable and more and more people are involved and they make a good op and they make a good competitive scene those are going to be your first edition base at Charizard. Those are going to be your Mox Lotuses. Those are going to be your, you know what I mean, your Blue Eyes, White Dragon promotional one out of the video game. Like, those are going to be those cards.
1: Yeah, that sounds really good. I We kind of had that discussion where there, there's a lot of speculation. Nobody knows. And if the game does well, the prices will sustain or get higher. And if the game doesn't do well, the, the prices will tank. And then there's there's a lot of speculation because nobody knows how the game works per se, Correct. but it could be like, you know, there's so, many, there's so many variables. It could be a hit. It could be a flop. It could be a niche game. It could be kind of like, I don't know, I think Digimon and Final Fantasy are good examples. Like hmm. people know of it. Not everybody right. plays it. So Correct. there's some cards that are really hot. There's some cards that are really not, but it's not this hyper-sustainable market of tens of thousands of dollars. So again, we're just speculating. We have no earthly idea. All we can do is take information from previous card games, previous things that we've seen, different past threads and past trends, and then apply it to Lorcana. Because I do agree the, the spike in the market is bizarre especially with how like you said magic and most collectibles are down and somehow Lorcana is really high so i i'm still suspicious that we'll see the market kind of balance itself out by the end of the year maybe like january february of next month but who knows i could be totally wrong and that's kind of the fun of it is having the capacity to enjoy speculating and just having fun watching and seeing what really does happen in the long run. But let's jump into the meat and potatoes of this week's spooky episode. And I just want to preface before everyone listens that this is 100% speculation, a guesstimate. We have no idea if this is or is not true, but it is something fun to talk about. And that is a thread that was on boardgamegeek.com. From someone who posted, and I will quote them, it says, quote, saw a screenshot of a post, no clue who it's from or if it's confirmed, but sounds interesting. Your inkwell is 15 ink pot cards of your selection shuffled and placed opposite your archive. The first player to act places one of these cards into play during their refill phase. Each subsequent turn, the active player places two of these cards into play. Costs are paid by exerting ink pot cards to generate ink and must be paid with at least one ink of a matching color, end quote. So there's a couple things to pull from this specific post. Which ironically does indeed coincide with what was announced at uh, Spiel des Jahres or Essen. And there were six different inks that were announced. So you have amber, which is the color that Stitch is using, which is kind of a yellow. You have emerald, which is Cruella de Vil, which is kind of a green. Sapphire, which is a blue, like Robin Hood. You have Amethyst, which is the purple color that Elsa is using. You've got Ruby, which is Maleficent and Mickey. And then Steel, which is Captain Hook. Let's, again, let's speculate and have some fun. How do you guys feel about this Inkwell kind of mana resource generation? Because, you know, there's Magic: The Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokémon, Flesh and Blood, Dragon Ball Super. I mean, I guess let's let's start with this. First of all, let's talk about the Inkwell. Do you guys like that mechanic? First and foremost.
2: Well, before we start, where can someone find this information at? You said it was on Reddit, right? Like, is there somewhere where someone can go and read the same thing that you just read out?
1: So, there, it's a board game geek post. We can okay. link it in the show notes. Okay. That'd be good for
2: someone to read it. It was a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot to parse there. And like I said, this person admits they have no idea if it's true or not. And we have no idea if it's true or not. But it's it's an interesting proposal if it is actually right. true.
3: Agreed. I will say that I'm a very excited if this is a resource system. I have never played a game that had a similar system. Uh, my understanding, just from trying to do some research about this, is that it's similar to Force of Will, which is a game I never played. I'm sure there's other systems that use it as well. What appeals to me about it is you don't have the... So in, Ma- in Magic the Gathering, you put out one land per turn lands are a resource you can only put one out per turn you have to draw them right so commonly you either get what's called mana flooded which means you have too much land and not enough actual playable cards or you could get um I don't want it. it's, a, it's a child show, so you could get mana, um, drought, long, mana yeah, long. <laughs> mana, drought, wow. right? Which wow. you, you can say mana, screwed, that's fine. Oh, that's well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to oh, I thought okay, it so bad word, man. Well, I don't know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. No. yeah, no, 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 not, not that
1: word no. Oh,
3: no. yeah, definitely can't
2: say
1: that. Oh, wait, <laughs> so I was gonna say, say that one. You can't say, fox you're not allowed to say, fox. <laughs> wow, way to get close. Thanks, man. <laughs> All, all the children will going be like, Dad, what does that mean? they're going to be like, thanks. It's thanks, just guys, Fox Studio. The Fox Studio. No, we can't oh, say it on the Disney no, show. No, no, Yeah, right? We I, can't talk I, about I, that. I, I I'm going to play my bark card in response to your statement.
3: <laughs> okay, so mana screwed. So um, that's when you don't have enough resources no land to play right so with this you're guaranteed kind of like some games um hearthstone whatever we'll go with some more games but you're guaranteed to get a resource per turn in this case actually if you're the first player you get one second player you get two third player you put out there all of you put two out per turn so you're guaranteed to get your resources each turn you're building up to like you know be able to do more things in the game which is awesome you're not going to miss a land drop um but it also let you play with play around with the colors. So there's some, you know, you need to be able to to get a green. You can have a green and a red deck, right? You know, you're you gonna need one red to play your Maleficent at least of your nine land out there, nine resources out there. So it kind of it brings that deck building in from Magic, where you have to make some decisions about how many reds you put in your your ink well or ink potups sorry, or how many greens you put in there. So you have enough uh, statistical chance to get what you need when you need it. So I think it's, it's really cool. And um, I think it's a great, a great type of resource system for those first time, CCG um, card game players, it's, it's a it's a nice entry point to play the card games.
1: Now, before we move on, can you explain how Flesh and Blood works in their resource system? Since that's kind of your game of choice.
3: Yeah, it's it's very complicated. So it's it's a lot more <laughs> it's, it's a lot more complicated than this. Basically, in, oh, in, 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 in Flesh and Blood, I mean, I, I, maybe it's maybe it's not so complicated and make it sound. But in Flesh and Blood, every card can do everything. So I, I, each card you have in that game has pitches for a certain value so there's either red yellow or blue cards all the red cards of the game pitch or or they um you discard them basically or you you, you actually put them the on your deck so you're not discarding them you, you use them later on but you um you pitch it is what we call it for one resource for red cards yellows you pitch for two resources and blues you pitch for three resources correspondingly the blue cards, so like the, the, the one that pitches for the most resources, usually if they're an attack card or if they do some kind of ability, they do the, the least amount of that. So they're the weakest card. They give you the weakest effect, but they pitch for the most resources, whereas the red cards pitch for the least resources, but they give you the, the biggest effect. So they do the most damage or they give you the biggest bonus damage, whatever they're trying to do. So it's kind of an interesting system in, t- in terms of resources where every card you got to make a decision about each card and, and how your hand's going to play out. And you only, you, re, you redraw your card um, at the end of your turn. So it's, it's like, unlike most games where you do at the beginning of your turn, you redraw at the end of your turn. You decide what you're going to block with during the opponent's turn. And then what you're left with at the start of your turn is what you play with. So it's a little bit more complicated than the system would be, but again... Festival is a great game. Um, it's going to be for a much different audience than this game will be.
0: All right, who's next? Yeah, I'll go. Um, so for me, I will say that I am cautiously optimistic but on the surface i don't like it um reason being is to provide an example um i'll go uh, the dragon ball super route since that's my game of choice um so how our resource system works is you take a card in your hand um your deck is comprised of you know a color so yellow blue whatever um and then you charge one card from your hand into your energy area uh that is your you know energy for the turn you do one per turn kind of similar to plans a little bit um, so with this this sounds similar to go off another Bandai game of uh, one piece uh, yeah, which, is, it does. which is which is coming out pretty soon um, here in the states I believe in another month or two yeah uh, it's but, right around but, the corner yeah yeah but basically they have something called the dawn deck and this is basically kind of functioning the same way where you're getting um, past the first turn getting you know two I'm gonna just say energy for for my sake um, so as you would think because of uh, going off my play style of being aggro mid range that I would love this. But the reason why I'm cautiously optimistic is that if these uh, characters that we're playing don't have summoning sickness, then you can really like flood the board like pretty quickly because um, in in DBS, um, being able to energy ramp is actually somewhat borderline broken. Um, for an example of what our current metagame is right now, red, which is a very aggro based color is like topping like left and right it's like 60 70 percent of like the top 16 placements however the last two north america regionals that we've had were won by blue energy ramp decks so to me like it's like if these characters can like just instantly come out into play you know, else to say, exert yourself, or you rush with, you know, Captain Hook or Corella, whatever. You know, you you could create like an unbalanced game state.
3: So, a couple of things there. Explain what, what you mean by ramp, and yeah. I also and also put in context that we don't know if this is a health based game where you have to correct, correct. You have to yeah. defeat, or it's, a, or it's a point based game where you're getting prizes or that kind of thing. But, but go, explain what ramp is for the
0: audience. I, I guess the the most simplified like way is like you're gaining energy at a. Uh, faster rate than than normal. Would you say that's that's fair to say? So, right. For, so yes, yeah, so, yeah. So so for for example, in our game, we have a, a leader card because in our game, you know, you're the char- You basically play as like a different character from the the Dragon Ball franchise. So like the the one deck in question is say like a uh, Super Saiyan Four Vegeta. Um, he has a effect that when he deals damage, you place the top card of your deck in your energy so instead of getting like one per turn you're getting you, you know like what you're you, you get the initial energy that you charge plus like the one from that so then you get two energy per turn so if like you went first then you have one then i have two so then on your turn two you're at two but i could end my turn two at four energy basically If you know so that that that's only my my, my concern now if they have like summoning sickness or like you can't like go quest like right until like a certain point then I think is balanced because then it it makes cards like Mickey and, um, the the dragon, you know, like more playable, and then I, I think it then becomes like more more fair. But you know, as I, I don't really want to use Yu-Gi-Oh for this example because they don't have a resource system. <laughs> and that game, that game is just like the wild, wild west. That right. game Hold is on, oh, they have a resource system, I'll have you it, know. Yes, it's
2: called Heart of the Cards, and it's been a heart oh. of the
0: cards. Heart
1: of the Cards. <laughs> and players uh, get no love in this chat. I I hey, how it I,
0: is. I mean, Konami broke their own game. Don't get me started on that, but uh, Pendulum Summons looking at you
3: uh-huh just one more comment on ramp usually and again we don't there's so much we don't know and i do you were, keep here to say that usually it with ramp um so if you use magic for example if you're going to ramp if you're going to get another land out usually you can't use that extra land that turn so that you know there's there's some kind of balance there and also magic has something to this which just means that the creature comes out and you can't uh use them the first turn you can't attack with them um you you usually can't use their ability the first time they come out so that that kind of balances that out where you have to wait a turn have them on board for a turn um, before you use
0: them yeah so again like if it's if it's a system where they come out and it's it's balanced then yeah i don't i don't have an issue with it but if there's a way and again you know as we say it's all you know speculation depending on at how like the the gameplay works, like if like I'm able to like rush and like be like really aggro real, real quickly, then I think that could kind of lead to like a unbalanced game state. And that's only, that, that's that's my main concern.
2: Oh, my thoughts are, I am, I guess I would be the simple competitive player in this concept, but a little, little uh, secondary market chat, the the Cruella DeVille sold for $2,200. So congratulations. Oh my to the sold that PSA yeah, that's that's, For yeah. $2,200 with the Mickey ending in four minutes, currently sitting at $1,900. But on to my thoughts about this Inkwell system. So for me, the concept is your inkwell is 15 ink pot cards. So basically, you'll be getting quote-unquote mana or like a land every turn,
3: correct? Two. If, you you're, if, two. You're, the, if, you're, if you're the first you're, player, you put down one. That's kind of the balancing mechanic. So the first player only gets to do one. Second right. player gets to do two. So then the, the first player on their third turn will have three resources. Um, on the, the first person, second turn, they'll have four. Yep.
1: So yeah, so it's if you're the first player, it's one uh mana then three then five then five, seven.
0: seven. seven nine,
2: nine. 11,
1: yeah. so having
2: access to resources via this post that is not confirmed obviously right. but it sounds like you the game this the speed of this game will be i think faster than most games i think we have played due to this ability to jump to never have like never have the ability to run out of like you don't like if you just get droughted, right? You just like, oh, I'm not drawing any. Like you get it every turn. I think, and I think the the competitive aspect of this game, is this accurate on choosing how to make your deck. So because at the end of the day, the 15 cards, uh, you sure you get to pick them, but you don't know which one's going to draw. So determining like whether or not you want to do like a solid blue deck, so you know you get the cards, or you want to try to mix it up and hope you hit that, you know, the amethyst or the amber. You know what I mean? I think that's where it comes into play, and then obviously. The cards themselves, like when you pull, like, let's say you draw the stitch, that means you probably get three, like, that means you probably get like three little things. So you could play three for an orange, right? If you draw the stitch, you think out of of the inkwell pot. That sound right?
1: I think is most interesting is you're going to have this inkwell with ink pot cards And similar to the One Piece trading card game we were talking about, or Force of Will, it's actually a separate deck. So one deck is comprised of creatures or whatever they're going to call these, I guess, characters in Lorcana. And then you have your resource deck. So I, I don't think they're going to cross-pollinate. And what's interesting is in Force of Will, you had different cards that created mana resources that could create multiple colors or multiple types or duplicates. So what I mean by that is you would have one card that might create blue and red or blue or red. So you could you know, exert the card or tap it for two mana or you could use it for mana A or mana B. So, like a dual land, right? Like a, like a dual land. That's a great way of putting it. So, in magic. So, I feel that if Lorcana is going to be as approachable and as flexible as they say it is, we're going to see cards or whatever resource they're going to call it. We'll just use this, you know, bgg.com post uh, as reference. But you'll have ink pot cards in booster packs along with these characters i'm also pretty confident we're going to see spells of some nature where you can slap down right. you know an ability or an effect or something because there's got to be more than just characters otherwise the game in my opinion would be very blasé because there's only so much you can do with one type of card you need a multitude of different cards so that you can have effects Correct. and player interactivity otherwise it's oh you know my stitch attacks your mickey mouse i win. oh okay cool that was fun you know there there needs to be some interactivity where you can cast spells use abilities and so on and so forth so that way there's a little bit of give and a little bit of take you don't want to play solitaire
3: assuming that the game has the typical you know you do you take a turn you get an action i get an action like magic, like flesh and blood, like Dragon Ball Super, unlike Game of Thrones, the LCG, where you, like that game, you had to, like, one player did all their stuff for the whole turn. They exerted their characters and they did all their abilities on their turn. Then it goes over to the other player to do all their stuff, all their actions. You said sit watch right which I, which i do yeah. not enjoy so i'm assuming that this would be more similar to magic where you know you take an action and the player gets to respond um in that case again i assume these characters will have some many these are all assumptions but it seems yeah to they be have be to I, I completely
2: i agree with that a hundred percent everything right. anything that has the oh, yeah. word tap ability you're gonna have right. to wait to next turn to play it so it'll be a bit like anything that says when you play happens immediately anything that requires a exhaust what are they calling it a turn exert what's exert. The, what's the, what's the, exert. exert exert thank you Thank you, yes. When you I'm sure everything has the word exert on there, we'll have to uh have to have some also side note, the Mickey sold for twenty four hundred dollars. But continue.
3: On. My, My goodness. goodness. <laughs>
1: so a down payment on a new car, eh? Right. App, dude, yeah. That, for the PSA the 10, one that was handed yeah. out. Banane, would you hate right? me if I wanted the new car over the Mickey? <laughs> yes. <laughs> nope. Yes, or I would somebody. actually.
2: The new oh, okay, car, new you car, car okay. will lose value. It'll little that car that car will wow. lose value. At least the Mickey card has potential.
1: But the car will drive me from place to place and the Mickey will not do that.
2: <laughs> it is true, but I think the car I think the Mickey will probably be a better investment <laughs> than the car. So
0: I so back, back to the, the resource system. Yeah, yeah. not money, the other money, the
3: man of money. Oh yeah, yeah. If we look at a car like Maleficent, who again we didn't know earlier we didn't we're knowing more, assuming that this resource system is right, right? Nine cost. So if you're the first player, the first time you can get her out is a dragon form. Nine cost is turn five, right? Yep. So yep. and again, she does something when she comes into play, which again leads me more to believe that that's you know that all playability. Of her ban, I think it's a banishing a character. Is that right? Yes. Um, when you play this shows character, when you play this character, banish. Okay, so th- that all playability again makes more sense because you get forget- that's a that's a he- that's a heavy cost. You, you know, that's all your it resources is. on the fifth turn. Um, so you need to get something out of playing her because she might not survive. So th- you play your Maleficent banish your character. They play their Maleficent. Your Maleficent's gone. Their six around, right? Um, and again, we still don't know about, I I, I would be, I would, I'm still leaning towards, we talked about the first episode that there's not going to be any direct health pool that that we're not going to have, you know, players directly attacking players. We're going to have some type of quest system, which I think those, those, um, it's hard to describe, but the, the ink dots on the right side of the cards, um, there's a variety of those. I think those have something to do with how you're actually going to win the game, how you, how you collect those or score those somehow. Um, so no, again, I, well, with Tuki, you have to answer. You didn't, we didn't ask you yet. So what do you think about this?
1: That's a great question. I'm actually kind of on board with Jason. I guess we're like buddies. in the way we think. So
0: <laughs> thing. everything's perfectly balanced. Yes. As as should as be. It should be.
1: <laughs> All right. Thanos. Hold on. Reaching for the Thanos quotes, man, going deep into the, the so you, don't hey, you, a just, you, you
0: just wait. You just wait. Look, we've
1: been, we've been learned that alien is a, a uh, Disney princess. So that means, yes, I guess yeah. Thanos
0: is a prince. Oh, no. Oh, oh gosh! Okay. King. I don't know. Yes, he would say he's a king. Sure. Oh, <laughs> wow. Hunchback. Don't you
1: I love that movie. Don't you dare! Don't you? I love that movie. Uh, it's a great
2: movie.
0: I okay, cry every time. Okay. I
1: was gonna say mm, that, that the the music is so wow. Family friendly. <laughs> Family friendly, man. Okay.
0: Uh, Anyway, Sugi, what do you
1: think? Yeah, great question. So I I kind of agree. I I like some of the ideas here. It's similar to Hearthstone. Uh, Hearthstone's a little bit slower. So the way Hearthstone works is you have 10 gems. And at the start of every turn, you gain one gem. And at that point, you can spend those gems for as mana resources to, to play cards. So on turn one, you have one mana, turn two, you have two, turn three, three, and so on and so forth until you're capped out at 10. So there is a literal limit, whereas in uh, Magic, you can have an unlimited amount of lands based on what you put in your deck. So if you put 17 lands, then you can potentially hit 17, but you also have artifacts and other creatures that can create more mana. So generally, you're not too worried about it, but... Um, The question about the inkwell is interesting because I I really like, if this is correct, again, speculation, I like the first player gets one, second player gets two, because you kind of like to see evens and odds based on your position. Uh, So if you're the first player, then you're going to mentally know I have mana in forms of one three five seven. 9, 11, 13, oh, and then 15. Oh, so interesting. When you're, when you're deck building, you might actually want to build a deck where you're hitting those numbers or you have a conglomeration of numbers. So maybe, you know, turn one, you have your one drop, your character that costs one mana. And then turn two, since you have three mana, maybe you want a two drop and a one drop spell, or maybe you want two one drop spells on a one drop creature. So it's interesting because when you're playing all these other games, you... Kind of know that you're going to be getting resources in congruent numbers of like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Whereas with Lorcana, if this is correct, you're going to, if you're first player, you get odds. If you're second player, you get even. So you might actually want to go second, where it's like, okay, I've got, because like you were talking about, turn five, you have 10 mana. If you're the second player, you could drop a nine cost. Maleficent and then have one resource available for or a hook. spell or ability or book yeah. something. Yes. So it, it makes the game interesting in terms of deck building and construction, because depending on which player you are, you actually want to follow the curve of your resources and not Go Okay, turn one, I have one mana to spend. Good. Turn two, oh, I only have my two drops, so I lose a mana. Turn three, I have five mana, but I only have four drops, so I lose another mana. Because at the you know course of that game, you're basically not spending resources that are allocated and you're less effective and you're probably not going to get nearly as much done as an opponent who actually is spending their mana effectively. So I find that incredibly fascinating.
3: Also, so that brings up a good point, Sugi, where you may the, – the, who's the first player, right? So is it, a, is it a random? Is it a random where you're going to roll for it? You're going to roll, see who – I'm rolls sure like going to sure roll. Yeah, I would assume or, so. It or like magic. is it some, like magic. Youngest
1: some, player goes first.
3: No, <laughs> no well, that that'd be, that's one side of it, right? Like where it's just a, some kind of arbitrary thing. Or there, could, there are games where you actually bid for it, right? There's games where like if, if your deck total – Bit if your deck totals less power no, than other players, again that's more complicated. I don't see that here. Yeah, I, have, but yeah, I don't see that happening. As you're saying that you know you're you're going to have usually with these games it's random, and normally you're yeah. going to make a deck with an idea of like it's better to go first or second. So when you have that decision, you could choose. You know, if I when they roll, I'm going to say, well, I want to go second, or I want to go first, right? So yeah. that, that's probably in, more likely.
2: Well, I think it'll I think it'll play out like in Magic. Isn't it better to go first in Magic? Like majority of the time, well, right? It,
3: de- it, like, de- it depends. It depends but on majority, the deck.
2: Majority, though, right? It's all what you want. The first land drop, right? <sighs> so you can be up. Yeah, most, most of the time, right? I'm not talking like specific, like a generalization, right? That would be a safe generalization, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Gen- generally, you do. You and generally. then
2: Pokemon, you want to go second because you can yes. play your supporters. So I think this game will be one where you'll eventually, as the competitive play lanes out, you're going to find out whether you want to go first or second, which I think is a be an important thing. Also. I don't know if you guys talked about it, but I think this is going to be a 60-card deck with you have to pull 15 out of your 60 to make your pot and to be playing with a 45-card deck. Mm.
1: I, I could see I think 40, main, I think it's 40 main deck and 15 side deck, if this post is correct. I did want to say one thing I don't like about this, and this does come from playing competitive Force of Will, and I've seen this happen a lot of times, and I, I don't know if Robinsberger will do it, but most everybody does, and that is if you have a secondary deck with resources or mana or inks or whatever they want to call it, traditionally in a booster pack or booster box, they're going to have one to two really super efficient hyper staple lands or man whatever you want to call it that shoot up to like 40 or 50 bucks because you have you have to have it to be competitive and no. i dislike that yeah because that just it makes the game less accessible to players and it really stinks because in early sets you really don't want to see these massive spikes what would really kill the game for Lorcana, in all honesty is if there's cards that you must have to play right, that yeah. are 50 to 100 dollars.
2: who remembers holdout blaster
1: oh I remember yeah i remember that you Who remember are, the holdout blaster
2: 40 dollars, uncommon right
1: yeah yeah or something
2: like course. that it was something crazy yeah yeah, yeah. it was
1: just or like yeah, yeah, for Star Wars Destiny. Yeah, I remember yeah, Star- that. Yeah, so, with, it so like, what
3: Sugi's talking about is is uh, dual land. So that's that is a that <sighs> I will also jump on that in the, in, the, in the system. If the system's right, those cards would be extremely it. powerful. So what do you pull do a, for for all these new are pl- you new listeners uh the, to card games, that would mean in this system that you'd have one that's uh emerald and emethyst. You know, uh, green and purple. So you pull that, you put this card out, and it counts as both or counts as or either.
1: or it counts it taps for it'll two. Or maybe oh, even count. more powerful. That's, that's the that's the other one that we've seen in uh force of will was like you have these green mana rocks it for and ninety percent of them count for one but yeah. i th- I think in force of will you could have one or two of those cards in the deck, which you played you you didn't not play that card right but because one card taps for two mana like Jason was talking about earlier, it ramps your efficiency. So on turn one, if you get that card, you have access to two mana instead of one mana. So right. you're one mana into the curve, which means you can play uh, two drop, a card that costs two mana, or you can play two one resource cards or ha- however you want to parse it. So that's that's the thing that concerns me is if if this Inkwell, Inkpot thingamajig is real, I would hope that either the dual inkwell cards are printed frequently or there's a limit where like you can only have like one because if they allow you to play three or four of them then those cards are going to become staples that everybody has to have in their deck and they're going to be really expensive because you have to have it in your deck to play competitively and if you don't you're just not going to win i
2: I think i think i don't think we'll see like i think if anything we might see like um like dual color characters i think that's something we probably see first for sure. Because I don't think they want to make, at the end of the day, like the, I know having the, the the structure of the game being like competitive and having like those, like, in essence, you have to have this card if you want to be competitive. Like I think that's that's important to have like secondary market, like then that really drives the price of those individual cards. And you have to go open more boosters and packs and, you know, buy more product in essence. But I don't think that that's something they're going to try to tackle right away. Cause like, if you look at Pokemon right nowadays, like most Pokemon decks, you can go out and get like a competitive deck for like less than 200. $100. May, oh, yeah, may, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you can get a, you get a Pokemon competitive deck. Like if you're legitimately a legitimately good player, you can take this deck and go make cut. Like they have found themselves yeah. in the good niche and avoiding the concept of like, oh, I have to buy four of these eight dollar cards if I want to have a chance at this quote unquote competitive deck. I think they're going to avoid that. At the beginning, I think the cards and the value is going to be there. It's, um, but I think it's going to be very important to 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 grow the game. You want that? Listen, the secondary market has to be something that's viable. I believe in order for the game to like have like growth, that's just my perspective. But I don't think they're going to start out the gate where like, oh, I have to go buy four Mickey's worth eighty dollars a piece. Ugh, I don't think that's going to happen. Right? No, I think they're going to no, that.
1: and that's why I'm kind of. I'm not leery of the game. I'm, I'm interested to see what Ravensburger does because they seem to understand what the market is and is not. Um, I mean, like, let's be really honest. They made the D 23 printing low on purpose. That was absolutely a oh, choice that well they knew they were what they part, were doing the way, too. Yeah. Well, they, they knew exactly what they were doing, but they're also, if I had to guess, this is an assumption, but I would guess that they're fully aware that, the collector market is going to be separate from the player market. And this is absolutely something to put out and allow people to do whatever they want with. We can see seven cards. We can get a little taste of what's coming. But they also announced right off the bat, hey, all of these cards will be available in the first booster set. So if you're a player and not a collector like me, I don't personally need a D23 stamp. I would rather play the game and have fun with people in a social environment, then have these sitting on my desk because that's I don't collect these kinds of cards. I collect other things like uh, Disney pins and Funko Pops and comic books, but cards I would rather shuffle and play with. And I can't justify paying three, four five thousand dollars for cards I can't play with. That's just not my jam. Oh, I agree. But I
2: think having that option for the growth of the game is very important. Like you said, like. I Smart think because
1: right. Because at the end of the day,
2: guys, when you when you we've all played those games, right? We're like, is every single one of your cards in your deck a reverse hollow? You're <laughs> one of those people, aren't you? And they yes, are. Yes, I right? am. Right? OK, What's well, well Jason meat? is See? and we judge right, him. But, right. But that's the thing though. Is like you're you're filling a niche, right? Like if you want to do it, I think they're going to make that happen. But I think they're going to avoid the fact like you don't have to go out and buy the $40
0: secret rare. You can
1: are you exactly. the guy with triple secret rare ash blossoms, Jason?
0: Um, does Seto Kaiba say screw the rules? Oh, oh my gosh, of course. So, see, yeah. it's good to have, but but we need yeah. people like
2: him, though. We have to have him, he is vital to the, growth of the game. <laughs> it's true, though. Have him. It is it true. We right Yeah,
3: it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, true. Yeah.
2: yeah, it is true. So, I think that aspect of this game, where like I think the g- games like Pokemon and Magic truly thrive when they find that beautiful balance of a good game and a collectible product that has value i think yep. if lakana can figure that out by god they got a monster on their hands because they have the best ip for it out of anything that's ever been created
1: yeah i i completely agree and that's why i love having you on the show james i love your perspective and it's, <laughs> it's true it's very true we do need people like jason who you know, get all of the you know foiled out cards. <laughs> we need people like me who, you know, I like foil cards, but I just want the cards. Like, I want to play the game. If I have the common version, I could care less because I'm here to play the game, play the deck, figure out the meta, and win games. Now, if I can get my hands on a fully foiled card, like sure, I'll take the opportunity. Right. But I'm not, I'm not driven by it.
0: I mean, I'm about to say, if you don't want your foil cards, hand them over. I'll take them. Okay, <laughs> I'll if the, you pay I'm, me what they're I'll worth.
2: I'm going to be the one guy who finds whenever these come available for sale, contact my favorite, uh, also guys, little, little, little public service. Now, please support your frequently local game shops in this situation so they can have mm-hmm. active competitive play. Yes. Find mm-hmm. your favorite local shop. Yeah. And I'm going to pre-order a case. I'm
0: gonna go well, order a case of this. Same, same. Let's uh, hope, let's hope they sell it at local degraded. game stores.
3: Let's hope they sell it at local game stores, right? Because I mean we don't know that for sure. I, I, I think they would be sure themselves sure that the foot they did it, they, didn't. they they'd lose a lot of yeah. uh, lose a lot of uh, car game well, players if they I'm didn't sure do. I'm sure you'll it, have uh, like
2: Southern Hobby and the big distributors carrying it. Do you know what I mean? Just ask your shop to order you something, they'll I, order it. I hope so. I hope so.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say Diamond Alliance should definitely be carrying this. <laughs> yes, Diamond
2: Alliance and Southern Hobby will because it's a Robinsburg game, they're gonna carry it. But I think it's very important to like contact your shop like mm-hmm. me i'll be the person who buys a case and you guys know there's mm-hmm. gonna be like some secret rares and there'll be some really cool hollow foils like that i'll chase and like i want to send a psa or CG, cgc to get great like that's i enjoy that that's very fun for
1: me i'm just gonna rip mine in half and send the halves to jason
2: oh, oh savage. Savage.
0: monster An absolute <laughs> savage first that's edition people in the world
2: like
1: sugi Yep. <laughs>
2: and then that's why i collect I play the Mil-Tex, infinity
0: stones uh-huh. right. when i collect the infinity stones you will not exist that's fine because yeah. you also, can't
1: pay taxes when you're dead
2: also guys i really want to get your opinion how do you guys like the actual card names like you know like yet yeah, island swamp Plane. like how do you guys like that they took the stone approach except for steel
3: it's just colors am i i, I have no doubt that i think i believe it's just red yellow green blue I think they, you know, I don't think it is going to have any type of, um, I'm sure there'll be some lore connection. But I, in okay. the end, I think we'll be saying, you know, I have a red deck, a red green deck. I don't, okay. I don't, I don't know that, um, I'd, I'd be really surprised if it, was, it really was, you know, something with gemstones. Unless mm-hmm. that has to do with like the win condition of the game where you have to collect, you know, some type of stones to win the game. That's just a lore type right. of, a type of. Syntax. Right. It was just um, it was very interesting. It's kind of strange it's ink. It's yeah, it's ink. It's ink, but then we have these stones. So I, right. I, I believe it's really connected to the cut, co- like just the color, you know.
2: But it's probably just the colors as you like use to draw. Like, oh, I'm using the ruby pen for this, mm-hmm. whatever it is.
3: Right, yeah. I guess, that makes more, yeah. sense. That makes yeah. more yeah. sense. I'm just gonna, gonna say colors because it's easier. Yeah, yeah. I think all tools be same color. We're not going to say amethyst deck, you know. Nobody, nobody be, how that. dare you, You savage it! I have an amethyst <laughs> amber deck, and you call correctly. You give it the respect to the bird. So what? Uh, that's
1: purple, yellow. Yeah.
2: Yes. Exactly. He's ready. Cool 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 cool, cool. 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 Who builds a purple yellow deck? This noob. Uh,
1: I I could see purple. I mean, purple has control. So I mean, can you imagine? God forbid. So I. <laughs> we were talking a little earlier about uh, summoning sickness can you imagine elsa control if you just slap down an elsa and immediately it can exert yeah, an attack yeah. that's what you, that's, that's, what, that's what we know that is,
2: everything's gonna have summoning sickness. yeah that's what we know everything's gonna have summoning sickness i yeah. just, i sure
1: hope that everything also, has summoning sickness
2: also i think you're gonna be able to play four of each card i still think it's gonna be a 60 card deck that you're gonna take 15 cards out of it and make that your quote unquote ink pot. I think that's what's going to happen because uh, just like, just like magic, like, no, most magic decks have like fifteen to seventeen land cards, which are unusable, right?
3: Yeah, Skip, but you, you wouldn't need to do that in this game though because you—it's a separate deck. You no, just, I think you're going to bring. You,
2: yeah, yeah. I thought you pull. I thought you build the deck and you what was it your fifteen inkpot cards of your selection. I think that, that and you play opposite your archive. So I think you bring an archive, then you choose fifteen cards out of that sixty. To make sure I think it's a deck
3: pop. building restriction. I think it's a deck building. So you you build. You, I think you're going to make whatever the deck is, and say for my de- for my red green deck, you know, I'm going to bring seven red, eight green, and that's my and that's my ink well. You know, because I don't I don't think it makes any sense to to. Uh, again, maybe may I, I guess you're, to make logical sense of what you're saying, it would be that you see you see the hero. Well, you wouldn't even yes. know that. Like in right. "Flesh and Blood," "Flesh and Blood," the hero you have a singular hero you bring to a table, and that's public information right. when you sit down across from somebody. So Is I know that I'm playing Kano, they're playing Chain. And so before we do anything else for our sideboarding, it's actually it's actually pre boarding because you play best of one. You play one game. You look at the hero. You say, okay, it's this hero? I want these cards. So I I can side in up to fifteen cards at that at that time, right before we sit down and play the game. So here, uh, you know, I don't know unless there's a marker that you have to put out. Maybe unless your inkwell has like blue green. Unless you have to announce somehow what you're what you're playing for that three board. No, I don't, I don't think so th- either. I, I think
2: I I think it'd be like Pokemon, where Pokemon you take the six cards out of your deck, those are your prizes. I think it'd be the same hmm. prize as this. You take fifteen cards out of your deck and you make that your like what if like i
1: that would be awful. just like, then it's just Why 15 it? random cards. Yeah. No, no, you so pick you, them.
2: You would pick, pick the 15 oh, cards. Oh, thank God. So okay. your, your oh, ink will
1: okay. is 15
2: ink pot cards from of your, from your selection. From your deck. Shuffled and placed opposite your archive. So you have an archive, I want to say, of 60. Then you take 15. You choose how you want to build your deck for that game. What cards don't you think you'll need? And mm. you guys said there's an area control game, right? Well, maybe I don't need this card for this area control. Like Maybe you see what areas you're going to be fighting for. You're like, well, I won't need that one. I'll make that a part of my, you know what I mean? I think that would be like the competitive part of the game. But I think you'll it'll be a 60-card deck. You'll play four of each card. Then you can choose, all right, well, how many do I now want to play this game? Because at the end of the day, That's those 15 cards are going to be your mana. They will not be able to be used for their abilities. So, you know what I mean? You just see what you're playing with. So I think it's going to be a 60-card deck. The 15 cards will be chosen out of the 60 as your ink pot cards. And then that's how you determine like each game it's almost like it's like a deck builder you're like oh I want to play with these guys this game or I want play with these guys this game I think that's gonna be you know, a 45 card those numbers those 15. numbers
3: are awkward though 15 out of 60 go to 45 yeah. card deck I mean that's awkward so it you might go, you go,
2: but they're making their, their, it's the first of its kind right yeah. And also, is isn't a magic deck sometimes a forty-five card deck anyway? Because you have fifteen lands, so fifteen cards are useless in that sixty-card deck,
3: which means you're playing with a forty-five card deck. Yeah, that's a, it's a, you have you have and a in fair po- point.
2: in a Pokemon, in Pokemon, you're playing with a forty-nine card deck because you start out by drawing seven and six prizes. So there's oh, it's actually like weird. No, it's my math. It's forty-seven. Is a card deck. Yeah, I was forty-seven say, card I think, deck in Pokemon. Yeah. So like having like I don't think I think I think the concept of making a 60 card deck, four of each card. <laughs> As like the goal is to make the game simple for people to play, right? So I think sideboarding will not well, be that's a famous th- game.
3: I think that's I think that's a harder a harder deck building way than the just saying before you you know you come to you sit you sit down and you bring you know whatever you want you and you put the consist of that are just generic token cards. That would that would be a, a simpler way to do it. I think the way you're doing it actually is more is, is more complicated and probably more. Oh, I mean, just cuz you're making you're making a lot more decision points at that point you're making decisions that's true. based you're on, on a lot more decisions. what you see like what you should what you don't need for that game right
0: especially yeah if you're going to market this game towards children too like how yeah, yeah, like, to, do they they, they, they don't have like enough knowledge base to like oh i'm playing against like Sugi's Elsa oh, control like yeah. i don't I, like, can't, I, I, can't, I can't i can't take out like <laughs> oh yeah, my my like my like aggro, you know stuff so
3: that is very they are they are
2: bright <laughs> no, they would no no, they're beautiful, but they are not the uh, yeah, so I could say that about them. Uh, but I guess that is okay, that's valid, guys. That is valid, where it's like I am then overcomplicating it. Your inkwell is fifteen ink pop cards, and I guess you I guess you're right. I guess ink pop cards will probably be just like Pokemon Energy and Magic Lance. Yeah. Right? Right, I think I believe
0: I think you're right about it. I think Okay, so
2: do you think it'll be a six-card deck then still or a 40? No, I think deck? it'll be 40. Uh, 40. I, think
0: for, I think 40. Uh, so 40 uh, see, I'm, I'm going to split the difference with all of you and say it's 50. If you okay, say 53, 50, I'm going to be... I'm jumping
1: Fifty. <laughs>
2: 51, Bob. I bid 51 on the washer-dryer. Uh, um, I bid $1. Do you guys also think... $1, Bob. Do you guys also think... What do you think the maximum count per card is going to be? Do you think it's going to be... Uh, three, four, like three, three or four? Two. Three. Four. It can't be two. Shut up. I oh, know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this
2: man over here trying to
3: troll Two. is it three or four right one dollar bob yeah, one, one copy so
2: 40 card deck three would make sense but at it's a 50, a fifth right it's yugioh right at a 50 card deck i think you can get away with four i think yeah. i don't know no. i'm excited 4 i'm excited i think four or three i think sugi is with a 40 card deck three of three of a kind 50 card deck i think you get four of a kind
1: so my my reasoning for that again this is all speculation but if you have 15 ink pot cards for your mana deck yes you're really not going to want a big deck for a younger audience i I can absolutely see a 60 card deck but the thing is again you have to remember this game is not a competitive designed card game initially this is a card game designed for everybody families friends mothers fathers partners men women children everyone is going to be the target demographic for this game so with Disney being the IP it's probably going to shift a little bit more towards the family dynamic than the competitive player dynamic so boo. I would wager <laughs> sorry I, oh. I made a ghost sound a Halloween special I just made it a ghost sound oh yeah boo, boo. right boo. Boo. Um, but I would wager that if if there are 15 ink pot cards in a mana style deck, then the, the main deck is probably going to be smaller than average. That's and since true. average is 60, right, then 30 is probably a little too low. 60 yes. is probably a little too high. Well, Agreed. 40 is not 45. I'll, I'll have to look at the um the one piece trading card game because I don't know what the main deck
0: size is, but I don't think I'm it's pretty 60. sure I'm. I'm pretty sure with it being a Bandai deck, uh, game, it's it's fifty. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's probably. But but, but my 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 argument for fifty is that it depends on like what our starting hand size is. Like if it's six or seven, it'll or, be five. You know, five. five. It'll, or, it'll be five. Then it like also destiny. depends on like
2: like destiny. Like destiny. Yeah,
1: destiny.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then it could also depend on like how much like drawing effects or tutoring effects we have too. Like, I hope to play an no Olaf tutor for an Elsa. I bet you I money. It's no... refill your hand at the end of turn. Yes. 100%. In a turn? Oh, okay. I bet you money again. Like, it I, I, yeah, it's all
1: speculation. It really started
3: the turn or whatever it is. Right.
1: Yeah, I I would I would wager it's probably um like fill your hand back up to five. Well, so many of these decisions five.
3: are based around I mean, when we learn what the objective of the game is, we'll be able to figure yes. out a lot of because so, so much of this we're talking about right now is going to be based around how you finish the game. Do you finish when All you right. get one of each color? Do you finish when you get fifteen prize cards? Do you finish when you get uh bring their health down to zero? I don't again, we I don't think anybody here thinks there's gonna be that that mechanic, but it's going to be something of a, a quest or objection, a, objective based. But
1: I need to There's kill Scar with
3: all of my oh, hatred. <laughs> you know what? This, this family friendly, is family friendly. Oh, you're right. The I need to banish. Banish. <laughs> we don't kill. I
1: need to banish the, the air from his
3: lungs and the life from his eyes. Death touch. Touch.
1: I, I need him to let it
3: go. Oogie boogie. A, I want want an Oogie Boogie card. What, what is it? Okay, let's speculate <sighs> about what the Oogie Boogie card does in this game. No, uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 stop it.
1: All right, no. all right. So, straight no. up, if there's an Oogie Boogie card, he's going to be he's gonna be like a six to eight drop. So, he's, he's going to be green. He's going to be, be green. When he is defeated or whatever the keyword, when he's banished, he's yes. going to pop out a bunch of 1 1 bugs. Ooh. Equal to his casting cost. So if he's like a six drop, if he's banished, yeah. he pops out six one one little bug tokens.
3: Mm, little little, you said, little bug tokens. He said bug. Okay. I thought you said bug. He, he did say bug, no. no, uh, no He said he's bug made, of, he's, made of, he's made of bugs. Yeah, That's <laughs> a
2: big bug. Get your yeah, get your bug mind out of the bug gutter. You
3: heard it too. You you both heard no, it too. Nah, yeah, I, heard I don't know the what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah.
2: How dare you question the great Sugi.
3: Um, I, I
1: could I could also see like maybe he throws down like two present tokens and they're just like zero four chump blockers.
3: Sure. Yeah. Or you like the to, three little to, kids. You, have to, you
2: have to the, to the witch, the skeleton and the devil guy.
3: There'll be a there'll be a top mechanic here. won't there? There'll be a, there'll be some type of you have to you have to go to this character first or some kind of shield mechanic.
2: Yeah, um, I'm sure there has to be. some I just hope there's no tutor yet. I don't know. About, I want like, no, I, I want need, tutoring.
0: I think you're right. I guess I don't magic- I need do too. I well, Hundred yeah. percent. So, magic- so Sugi,
3: is, what- is it me and Jason again versus Chris? Sugi, Sugi what is tutoring? Again, we have new, we have new players here. So what's that tutoring? That
1: is absolutely correct. So tutoring comes from Magic the Gathering. There were cards that you spent mana and it said go and search for whatever card you want. So you had like yep. Mystic Tutor, Demonic Tutor, yep. whatever, Tutor, all, all these yep. cards that said like In- insert name here plus Tutor. So, you know, this could be Elsa Tutor, Mickey Tutor, whatever you want to call it. But essentially you pay resources and you go find a card. So the reason why I like tutors is because that card is an additional copy of whatever you need it to. So it reduces randomness. So that way you can actually play the strategy that you designed and built and spent hard, you know, hard-worked money and time on versus well i'm just going to randomly draw this card and see whatever i get i despise i like consistency i like reliability i really don't want to have 40 cards in my deck where i'm just praying to mickey mouse and Walt disney's
3: corpse like yeah oh decking. please please the yeah. heart of the
1: cards let me draw the card i need nope i lose okay cool that was fun and the that other I, side I of that,
3: <laughs> the other side of that is people, people don't like that because it makes their decks t- the plan to gets those decks too consistent so That's they're going to problem where they're <laughs> They're going to get their combo too many times. That, like,
2: that seems like a you problem. Not that a seems me like problem. a you
1: problem. Yeah, I was going to say, hold on now. Not, just because I built my well, deck appropriately and you didn't <laughs> does not mean I'm the one that should be to blame. Doesn't
2: make me for, the mean player. Yeah, but I think that, right. that concept is now. very fascinating. Because like in Destiny,
1: there was no tutoring,
2: really. There was no. Like, no, there no was but no. you drew
1: was, so much of your deck.
3: Right. You drew most of your deck. Like they, were in, small, they were small decks, in, yeah.
2: Right. But in, in Pokemon, pokemon right now or let me I here, I like, pokemon, right pokemon is like i need to like use a supporter to search for this supporter or this like the control, pokeballs you know I mean? right yeah. like
3: there's a lot of search in pokemon and magic of the magic format right now there are a lot no, of there's no search
1: that. there's not a lot of searching
3: tutoring is uh, i would say a more advanced mechanic so again if we're, if we're saying this is my first little tcg i, I don't oh, i don't see wow. i don't Someone see put much tutoring. On put that my on first shirt. little that,
2: tcg <laughs> that's
3: adorable <laughs>
1: Okay, okay. That's I have trademark. I have a counterpoint and that is Pokemon, like Skeff was saying. Yes. Pokemon uses an absurd amount of search. And kids so are good have, at it. You have these yeah, kids, kids are, are really are good geniuses. at it. Yeah. So like Pokeball says, hey, look for a basic Pokemon and put it on your bench. Your yeah. supporters say look for two energy cards and yeah. a item or a trainer card of yes. your choice yes. or whatever. So it's not mechanically difficult and it's very clear cut hey trainer cards are trainer cards and pokemon yeah. energy are very well right. labeled and yes. if kids of that age can do it in pokemon i don't see a reason yes. why you couldn't do it in Lorcana. to be very honest right. okay. i
2: complete I, yep. I think they have to take that approach where like these kids aren't the, these kids nowadays are smarter than i was when i was a kid like they're ipad and up like wait till Lorcana becomes available on like ios or whatever you know what
3: i mean like the, the like the concept is like was there that much tutoring in the first set of Pokemon, I don't believe so. Yes, I don't, I'm yes. yes. draw power. Yes, there was there draw was. power. Yeah, you can draw a yes. whole deck yeah. of Pokemon, and just like yeah. five,
2: six years, yeah, you could, you could yeah, you could, okay. you could play like yeah, because you like had Professor Oak. Good bills. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you, you also yeah. had
1: yeah. um, uh, researcher. You had Pokemon researcher and Pokemon breeder. Okay.
2: Yeah, and the most the for Pokemon competitively throughout the years has been your engine was draw power or your engine was search power. Like, are you going to play Claydolls to draw your entire deck? Or are you going to play <sighs> like Cyrus? Stop. Are you going to play Cyrus Conspiracy to search for all your yeah. supporters? Like, you're, yeah. like the, each, each time the or game Roseanne. changed, it became – Right, or Roseanne's Research. The, each time the Res- game yeah, changed, became, the engine was a draw engine or the engine was a search engine. It was one of the two engines in which okay. the game flowed. So like the concept of this game where it's going to be – I, I don't think they're just going to let it be a top-deck game. The game is going to be either a draw engine or some sort of search engine. And I think that's what's going to happen.
1: Uh, I think it's out. a draw engine.
2: I hope it, it's going to be one of the two, but we'll find out.
1: I think search will be very, very limited, but I think it will still be present, but and not not at the new. level of Pokemon. Yeah, right.
2: Not, not I, I, think draw, I think that,
1: yeah, I think search engines will grow over the next couple sets, but I think the first couple sets are going to be draw engine. Correct. Correct. But again, this is all speculation and we're we're having a lot of fun talking about games that do exist, games that we play, and how it will match up with Lorcana. And unfortunately, we don't know, but we're gonna have a lot of fun trying to guess what it's gonna be until Robbinsberger gives us more information. So we will post in the show notes the link to the board game geek post. And everyone is welcome to read it and let us know in the comments. What they, What do you think? Do you think, you know, this will be a lot of fun? Do you think this is a valid form of resource management? Do you think that there will be Inkwell cards separated from the deck? Do you think that there will be a land system kind of like magic? Let us know what you think. And we'll love to, you know, read people's questions and people's answers in a future episode. But we are getting close to the end of the show. And this is the perfect time for some Disney trip trivia oh all right so this one is going to be movie and film related and because this is a halloween episode i'm going to use nightmare before christmas as our template for trivia
0: yeah you get your technicality today but it (laughs) is a a movie made by disney we will allow it. it kind of all right, so
1: I'm gonna pose the question and then we'll throw on a little bit of Jeopardy music while you ponder. Do we answer? And- who
2: answers? Who's answering this question?
1: So, all of you are going to answer simul- simultaneously ish. It's an honor system. So, once we're done, you can answer and we'll see who's right. So, are you guys ready?
3: Yes. yes. All right, let's go, Trebek. Right. So,
1: Nightmare Before Christmas, it was designed and developed by Tim Burton, who was the director. Wants to go first again. The question was, who directed The Nightmare Before Christmas? Was it Danny Elfman?
2: No, oh, wait, he was a composer. He was a composer, yeah. yeah no, uh, it was not
1: Danny Elfman, unfortunately. That's, that's we were correct.
2: Name that came into my brain. He it was, was the composer,
1: Elfman. not okay. the director. All right, he was Jason? the director of music, <laughs> not, not the film director.
2: <laughs> no, no, you're right. That's nice right. try. I got nothing. I have no idea. That's, who I, that's the only name that came up to my brain.
1: All right, Chris and Jason, who do you think directed the movie? Go ahead, no Jason. Wrong answers. I'm gonna go with one dollar,
3: Bob. <laughs> Gotcha, again, Trebek. We're we're gonna be so bad at this. This is gonna be the, the most depressing end of a show ever. Because I I have it, it is. I'll say Neil Gaiman is my favorite author, and I love him, and I love Neil Sandman. It's, it's not That's true a at all. But I'm, choice. I know. There's I'm gonna no say. bad
2: choices except for Neil
3: Gaiman. If I can br- if bring one person that listens to this show the joy of Neil Gaiman, I will I will say his name right now. So wow. go go Google Neil Gaiman and read his stuff. Okay. Wow. <laughs>
2: unbelievable. This is. We apologize audience They probably laugh. No one's left to do this right now These idiots These are Disney fans Wow I feel yeah, bad so I Sugi,
3: Sugi we, sh- right. we should do this quiz for you Because you're the only one You're the one that knows the most about Disney I would like to apologize To all of you
2: for this I'd like to apologize uh, For this situation Brutal. that we're in And uh, I'm embarrassed To uh, to not know this answer So please forgive me All right. Don't the, burn the us in the chat was... Or
1: call idiots <laughs> the director was Henry Selleck.
3: Who's yeah, mass? No clue. I know who that is. Wait, there is are he any... related
1: to Tom Selleck? Tom Selleck's uh, I don't actually know offhand. What's is he a great mustache? Though? Like the great Tom Selleck? Great, m- great no. mustache. No, he did not have a mustache. So, the reason oh, why funny. Tim Burton did not direct his own movie is he got called to direct Batman.
3: Oh, uh, another great movie. That was awesome. That's also great.
1: So unfortunately, he had to hand the reins off to Henry Selleck because he was unavailable for obvious reasons.
3: Oh, interesting. Do you know
2: what movie Tim Burton almost directed that was a superhero movie that never came to light? What? The you know? Nick
0: Cage Superman movie. There we go. Oh. It, yeah. That was going to happen. Was of, gonna be a now that's yeah. a terrible way
1: to end an episode <laughs> right there. <laughs> I had to top you. I had to top the terrible. Man, thanks a lot. Man, my, my inner gut just dropped. I was like, oh, Nicholas Cage. Oh, oh, oh. oh.
2: Oh man, I'm glad I could bring you that joy in my life. Put a <laughs> smile on my face.
1: Well, that is the end of this spooktacular Halloween episode. So thank you very much to Skeff, Jason and Chris for joining us. We are the Lorcanacast. cast. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Lorcanacast, as well as check out lorcanahq.com. It's a fantastic website that we've partnered with where you can get all kinds of articles. You can get connected with Facebook and discord groups and just join in this amazing, amazing community. So we will see everybody next time. And as always, remember that Ohana means family and nobody gets left behind. Nobody gets forgotten. If you
0: would like to join our jamboree, there's a simple rule that's compulsory. Mortals pay a token fee. Rest in peace, the haunting's free. So hurry back, we would like your a-
3: certificate.